Hello everybody, Jordan here, the PH is silent, and in this episode of the Saturday Morning D&D Show, we have special guest host LB Hackamup as we discuss uh, new RPG books that I've purchased, Invisible Sun, the new playtest material that was sent out and then retracted and then sent out again, um, and we just kind of talk about game mechanics as being a player and a dungeon master. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Saturday Morning D&D Show. My name is Jordan with a silent PH in the middle, and I am joined, not always, but on a very special day, uh, we have LB Hackamup back, guest co-hosting again. Um, poor Lucian uh, sent me a message this morning and uh, is, was very sick. Um, we're hoping it's not the coronavirus, uh, but he has been traveling a lot, so I think um, he just caught something at an airport. It happens. Uh, but luckily, uh, the wonderful and talented LB Hackamup has agreed to uh, step in at literally the 11th hour to uh, <laughs> run and be like, oh yeah, I can do that. And so uh, thank you very, very much for joining us. Fan favorite of the Saturday Morning D&D Show podcast. Mm-hmm. Pretty soon Trying to elbow be, my way yeah, in. Pretty soon it'll be the LB Hack'em Up show. It'll be great. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we're really excited. We got lots of stuff to talk about and we have, uh, uh, well, there's news and there's a bunch of things that Jordan is personally excited about in the uh, role-playing world. Uh, but to start, there was some Unearthed Arcana that came out. Drama. Drama. And there was drama. It was drama, comma, unearthed drama arcana. That there's a there's a <laughs> we need a we need like a Fox News splash screen now and all this other stuff. It's gonna be great. Um but sure. uh so yeah, they released uh, and I'm gonna pull it up here so that I know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. But uh, they released um, some unearthed archive. Well, okay, so they didn't release. Is the is what happened? Mm-hmm. Um, it got leaked somehow. So I think what happened is somebody guessed the um, naming consistency that they did, and so they were like trying for this, and then it popped up, and so mm-hmm. they they brought it out. Uh, there's some some discussion about that. Some people think that. Wizards of the Coast was nervous about this and they let it go early oh. so that they could then pull it back and if there was like a blow up about it. Uh-huh, but uh-huh. Um, we have the Bard College of Creation, which is all about music as creation and uh, kind of conjuring things into being using okay, sound cool. and stuff, which is very... I don't, have you read the Silmarillion, LB? I have. Oh, yes. I was just thinking that. Yes. So it's very much like the gods singing their song mm-hmm. to create the world and things like that. Um I've never enjoyed that mythology except in the Silmarillion. <laughs> yeah, where I thought yeah, yeah. it was done really like, okay, yeah, but like this whole like, I don't know, I'm going to sing and all of a sudden a bird will conjure and do stuff. I don't know. but I mean, I think they did a pretty good job in Futurama with the uh, harpsichord thing that they that he played. I like that. Okay. <laughs> I think <Okay>. that works. <laughs> uh, oh, it was the holophone or something. Oh, the holophone. It? You're yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Harpsichord I was like, thing. harpsichord. <laughs> Losing your nerd credential, LB. I guess. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, again, eleventh hour. I'm just having my Red Bull now, so we can't both drink at the same time. It's dead air. Now uh, you can change your uh, your bardic inspiration. That's kind of what bard colleges do. They they utilize mm-hmm. the bardic inspiration in new and creative ways. Um, and then you can animate things, which is kind of fun. Uh, it it looks fun. It could be cool. Then yeah. we have the love domain cleric, and mm-hmm. I. Uh, Valentine's Day is right around the corner. It's a week away. 
Mm-hmm. So this kind of makes sense, Love Domain Cleric. And I really like this idea because uh, specifically I like um, Sune from the Forgotten Realms as a deity. And yeah. uh, Sune is all about beauty and love and 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 just, I don't know, it's kind of interesting. Uh, all of her... Uh, all of her clerics and priests and stuff, they very, they focus on being beautiful as well. Um, mm. So there is that like, they want people to admire them kind of thing. And so I kind of, going over the the domain spells that they had, I thought that it was kind of interesting. And so we have like mm-hmm. charm person, enthrall, um, hypnotic pattern, uh, mm. confusion, hold monster. All of these could be kind of flavored as like a wink and then the monster's right. just like, what? Like, oh, oh me? me? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but a lot of people came out and said that, is that love? Like, should, like, love is not infatuation and love is not manipulating someone. Love Mm -hmm. is not controlling someone. So, I don't know, thoughts, what did you think? Well, I didn't get to read all of it. I just got all the controversy Mm -hmm. about it. Um, I understand that, um, I, I think it is an interesting narrative to push in today's, you know, climate where consent is key. Um, so I think, I mean, there's a lot of different ways you could go with a love domain. If you're going to go that way, I don't think it should be a good domain. I think it should be more of the evil side of love, like poison ivy type, you know, like Mm -hmm. I'm going to manipulate people in with using love and using passion and all that to, to be this, uh, love domain. But I, I don't know how you would go about it in a, I mean, besides like, because charm person makes sense in the sense like you know i'm i'm charming and i'm beautiful and you Mm -hmm. love me but also like that's tricking someone into Mm -hmm. feeling that way it's not like you are inspiring or you you do performance and they do it that way sorry (laughs) around me that apparently are getting into mischief um so i think it'd be difficult to do a love domain with the cells that are that we have yeah they they could have easily just called it something else, and I was yeah. I was workshopping in my brain. I'm like, I don't know, passion domain mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. infatuation or mm-hmm. I don't know, like like none of those have a good like love domain. Just sounds cool, and you're like, oh yeah, yeah like that's really cool. But uh, but no, I I agree. It was kind of uh, it it's interesting. I like the class. I like the idea of it. But you're right. Yeah. Maybe they just shouldn't call it love domain. Yeah. Um, and yeah. regardless, I mean, they took it away. So yeah. I they think, like, yeah, infatuation would be a good name for it. Or again, cha- changing it, like flipping it on its head where it's not like love in the good way, but mm-hmm. love in like the bad way. Yeah, yeah, the less domain the or evil. something like that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so they had some interesting, uh, aside from the domain spells, you could like bond with um, a creature 30 feet mm-hmm. from you and create a magical bond where then you get D4s to add to your attacks, which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can, uh, protective bond, that's what I was looking for, where you can mm-hmm. give resistance to this person that you're bonded with, which is kind of yeah. cool as well. And it's it's a, got a good, it's got a good cleric feel to it. And a lot of yeah. that stuff, minus the, the charm spells and stuff, made mm-hmm. it into the other one, which we'll talk about after this. Yeah. Um, and then we have the sorcerer, the clockwork soul sorcerer. And I know nothing about this. Tell me about this. Yeah. Please. So uh, do you know the planes of existence in the yes. Dungeons and Dragons mythology? There is the lawful neutral plane of Mechanus or Mechanus. Mm-hmm. I always say Mechanus. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is ruled by this godlike entity called Primus. And mm-hmm. Primus has created these Modrons. And so yeah. underneath Primus is like the, the 
I don't know, Hectodron, and they all have names, and yeah. everyone is in control of other ones underneath it. And then you have the monodrone, uh, Modron, which is just like, I can't talk, but he can do a singular task because they're just programmed to do like a singular yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, So this the pyramid is... pyramid scheme. Pyra- it is very much a pyramid <laughs> scheme. So uh, this is a... Somehow you got like magical powers from Mechanus or from a Modron itself. Mm-hmm. Um, and speaking of which, uh, the the Great Modron March, really excellent adventure <laughs> that I want to run at some point. Um, so it's like you took part in the Great Modron March, or you have an artifact from Primus that you were exposed to, and and that's how you get this. So a lot of it is uh, a lot of it is just I don't know, kind of like mechanical. Clock- well, yeah, I want to say mechanical, but it's more like it's more like clocks. Like uh, oh. uh, you have. Um, uh, I'm just reading it now so that I know what sure. I'm actually talking about. But uh, you can equalize chaotic moments and make them more like lawful. So when when somebody has advantage or when somebody has disadvantage, you can like cancel it out so it's a fair roll. So it's just a straight roll. So you're uh-huh. not granting advantage to someone. You're right. you're neutralizing it. Like you're creating yeah. a neutral kind of playing field. Um, and if I'm wrong with this chat, you can call me out and I will eat my <laughs> words. Uh, and you can also spend sorcery points to create magical wards around creatures that will absorb damage, which was kind of interesting. Cool. Um, And then uh, at the 18th level, you can summon spirits of order that restore balance around you, and they do all kinds of cool stuff. Um, These also changed in the new, in the the Ravai stuff that came out like a week later. But uh, kind of a cool idea. Uh, In the revised one, and I say revised, but like in the new Clockwork Soul Sorcerer, yeah. They they've started giving um clockwork uh what is the word? Uh sorry, they started giving bards spells at specific levels that don't count against the spells that they um can learn naturally, which is what okay. clerics have. Yeah, so yeah. when you pick a domain, you'll always have like we'll go back to the love domain, like charm monster charm person or something. Yeah. Like you'll always have that prepared. And uh our, our friend Ted from Nerd Immersion uh, really likes this idea, and he wants them to retro fix the earlier, like, wild magic sorcerer and stuff by yeah, giving yeah. them extra spells. Because um, yeah. it, it just kind of makes sense. But you get, like, alarm and fine traps, heat metal, mm-hmm. counterspell, um, animate objects, wall of force, kind of things like that. Yeah. Um, but Did, a lot of it. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to ask you if you... Um, there was a homebrew. I, th- I think it's a homebrew. That's not an official thing, but mm-hmm. uh, there was a class called Chronomancer. Yeah. Uh, from a, I read about it. I think a while it's from ago. Cobalt Press. I could be. Yeah, wrong. yeah. So, like, yeah, it, it seems very similar in the sense that you can like manipulate things in that regard. Like, not necessarily go back in time and switch things, but I, yeah, I think that's a very interesting idea. I think it's a very fine line to walk with. Like, oh, you, you, at least in the Chronomancer, it's like you can change their role or say no, no you need to re-roll that by using whatever spell. Yeah. And, I think that that's fine, but it can be OP really quick there where you can, if you do it, can do it too often or if you, Mm -hmm. yeah. (laughs) And a lot of these, uh, I think specifically Unearthed Arcana, they always made overly powerful because, uh, and and this is my opinion, as a designer, I feel like it's easier to pull the reins back rather Mm -hmm. than push it forward. So you want to see like, oh, this is really working well. We Mm -hmm. just need to make it a D4 rather than a D8 or something. Yeah. 
Yeah. So. And m- most games do that, like video games and stuff. Like anytime Overwatch brings out a new character, it's super OP. So everyone plays it and then they nerf it. Yeah. Yeah. Nerfs. Um, but I like, I don't know. It Sorcerer is a weird one for me. Like I, I don't like the wild ma- magic sorcerer. I like the idea of it, but I don't like how it plays out. Like mm-hmm. being exposed to magical energies and somehow you gain magic from that. Yeah. Um, and the, the the draconic sorcerer makes sense. Like you have this thing in your blood. I've always wanted there. Are you? Do you know about you know about the spell plague with the yeah. Dungeons and Dragons? I, I've read about. I've heard about You've it. Heard on, about on it. On so the spell plague has the blue fire that like erupted and stuff. And I always wanted there to be a spell plague sorcerer. Like you slept mm-hmm. or you were exposed to blue fire somehow. And I don't. I don't think they ever will because they're kind of mm-hmm. like we don't want to acknowledge that fourth yeah. edition happened. <laughs> that didn't happen. uh, but. Uh, I like I like the idea of getting powers from that, and I thought that would yeah. be really cool. But uh, sometimes it's I don't know they're fishing. I feel like for a sorcerer to be like I got my powers from Primus, that feels more of like a warlock thing. Like, yeah, I made a yeah. pact with Primus, but the, yeah, that seems like when you we were saying that they got that's what I was thinking immediately. Like, oh, you get your powers from a god, but it's not a god. I mean, yeah, it's, and your it dad's can't like a patron, be, like. <laughs> My dad was a Modron. Like, it just, that doesn't, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I guess, I don't know. Like Magic's a thing. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I'm trying to think of what my backstory would be if I was a clockwork sorcerer. And it would probably mm-hmm. be like, I was a human that was being experimented on with a wizard. And he extracted magic from a Modron and put it in me or something. Yeah. Like, yeah. that would make sense of like, okay, you like, I don't know. Or it could, you could go along the lines of like uh, Star Wars, where you have this this Modron that is your friend, and you're so nice to it, and you're so you have such a bond with it that you are granted these powers by the higher ups and the pyramid scheme. In the pyramid scheme, yeah. <laughs> uh, so they replaced the cleric with something called, or the replaced the love domain with something called mm-hmm. the unity domain, and they changed all of the deities. So for Forgotten Realms, it's now Eldath, who's kind of this like peace we should all be like connected waterfalls. Um, and they, uh, yeah, they got rid of a lot, a lot of the, all the charm stuff. And it's kind of just mm-hmm. about like sharing the burden and, yeah. um, yeah. And, and it works. I think, I think this is a really awesome subclass, uh, yeah. and could be a lot of fun. Not necessarily something I would play, but mm-hmm. we'll see. We'll see. And of course, all of these are probably going to come out in some awesome book, uh, that right. we'll see. I don't know, at some point. I'm like, announce it already. We want to know. We <laughs> well, know. We, they just announced a book that's not going to be out till March, right? Yeah, that's the Critical Role book that's coming out. In yes, March. yeah. How many How many books came out last year? Um, I want to say four, but I could be wrong. The Adventure, like so many. something else, I don't remember, but yeah. yeah. I, I feel like they're just pumping them out. Well, there's got to be somebody on the board of Wizards of the Coast that's just like, guys, more books equals more money. Yeah, you know? right. <laughs> um, and they knew how well Xanathar is sold, so they want to mm-hmm. do another Xanathar type book. And yeah. and we're not overdue, but it's like, yeah, you could do another Xanathar book. Like, yeah. like we like subclasses. It's fun. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. I don't know. I want more races. Give me more races. Really? I want to play something new. Yes. <laughs> I. I don't know. We were what we were talking about. Oh, last week, we, me and Lucian were talking about what classes do you think are missing from Dungeons and Dragons? And he wanted mm-hmm. like a pet class. And I was like, oh, yeah, like a puppet 
I want to. I want to be like a puppet master with my little puppet that runs yeah. around, and I can cast spells through them or something. Yeah. And, like I thought that would be really cool, but mm -hmm. I, ultimately I was talking about a blue mage from Final Fantasy because I like the idea of learning monster abilities and thought oh, that would yeah. be kind of fun. Uh, I don't. What classes are you think? Do you, like you want more races, but you don't think that there's classes out there that you want? Well, I'm sure there are, but I'm I'm the kind of player where I'm I want to play something different every time, and uh, like. I want, I feel like I've played all the races. I haven't played like an Arakokra or a Kenku, but I do know I have played a Kenku, but that was for like one shot. I don't mm. know if I could keep that up because I just had, I used uh, all of the voice lines from Overwatch <laughs> and I just did those. <laughs> but I don't think I could keep that up for very long. No, to, to play a, I was going to say like to play a true Kenku, I don't know yeah. if I could do it. Um, yeah. I, I think I would have to, like Kenkus would have to talk in my world or something. But yes, that's kind of yeah. the charm of the Kenku is that they don't talk. Exactly. Um, so I don't know. I can't, and I can't play a quiet character. So <laughs> we all know this. Um, yeah, no, I think there's just, uh, we have, we've seen a couple different parts of this world of, of Faerun and, um, you know, like the, the Sword Coast and um, and all that. And I feel like there's so much more to explore and there's probably so many more races. Like with, um, with the uh, Ravnica that came out, the Loxodon mm -hmm. and the um, all of the different Simic hybrid, Simic and, yeah, hybrid. Ones. I li I like the Simic yeah. hybrid a lot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we my characters are in Ravnica right now on Tuesday nights, but they're from our or from not our planes, <laughs> from the Sword Coast. <laughs> they're just down uh, the street. It's great. I know, right? <laughs> so when we got there, having a tiefling, they thought they were like demon. He thought they were yeah. he was a demon, or and they thought my character, who's a shifter, was a simic hybrid. And they're like, oh, they didn't want to mess with us. They had they thought our Goliath was a small giant. Mm -hmm. Like they're like, oh yeah, it's all right. You know, you're small, and that's yeah. okay. Like, <laughs> Coming so, from being like the largest yeah, creature exactly. in Faerun or one of the largest, exactly. yeah. Um, no, it was, yeah, like we have the Tritons now. I don't know. I just feel yep. like there are so many races to choose from mm -hmm. that fit. And Genasi, that, those are, mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, the one, when I ran uh, a Zakara game, we mm -hmm. uh, incorporated Minotaurs. Um, oh, yeah. And... That was fun to have like minotaurs walking around because my my players from the Sword Coast had never seen a minotaur before, and it's like oh they're just kind of all over the place in Zakara, yeah. which is which is like I don't know maybe I made that up maybe it's written in there somewhere it felt right so I put it in there yeah um, and then uh, when my players went to the Feywild uh, I got a new player at that point mm -hmm. and when she joined she was like well what are my options for races and stuff and I was like well anything from here but like I honestly like I'll. I was going to have you guys meet a group of like halfling sized sentient mice. And I found, <laughs> I found this like uh, uh, custom race online called mouse folk. And I was uh -huh. like, if you want to play one of those and she was all about it, she's like, I want to be a mouse. That's awesome. So she, we had to like this mouse for a while until she went into a uh, race changing machine by accident and came out as an elf. So now we, her name is like something mouse folk. But she's, <laughs> or yeah, but she's an elf, and it's. Uh, but she could cast greater restoration on herself and not be an elf anymore. So we'll see. Uh, fun times. Uh, moving forward, uh, LB. Yeah. There's this game that I really enjoy called Invisible Sun that I have not yet played. 
I know. And I talk about it a lot. <laughs> you do. Um, and I've been reading it a lot. I've got mm. the City of Shadows book or something, Silent mm. Streets of Saturine. And I've been reading that, and it's been um, just like a super fun inspiration. Like mm. I'm, I'm NPCs, and I'm grabbing all this stuff, and I'm like, oh, I want that guy. I want this. And so, mm. you know, sometimes you don't have to like, well, I bought this game, and I'm not going to play it for a while. Something yeah. else. I do have plans on playing it, but it's been a while. Yeah. Um, but they're coming out with a new supplement that I'm really excited for. So in the world of Invisible Sun, there is the Path of the Suns. And right. there are uh, eight, no, nine suns. And you go down through the path of them mm-hmm. in a specific order. And then there's the reverse of that. And they call that the night side path, where mm-hmm. you go the yeah. opposite direction. Uh, Monty Cook Games has announced that they're coming out with a supplement called the Night Side, and it's all about being like sinister, mm. evil characters, I think, Ooh. or utilizing that dark, like path that. Uh, and there's there's new magic, and there's new cards, and there's all this stuff. And every time they drop a new book, there's just like a little bit more lore that comes out with the Invisible Side. Yeah. Uh, and I, I don't know. I was just there's a free preview on it, and I'm in a couple Invisible Sun. Uh, discord groups and everyone's mm-hmm. like trying to find secrets and stuff and analyzing the text <laughs> and it's just really cool so no i agree i think that i love reading like old uh D books that i know i'll never play or like um my friend picked up a 007 role-playing book and like oh, figure, yeah seeing how they do that sort of thing and i know i'm never gonna play it but getting that information and reading that lore i'm super into that and i know this setting and like when we were at gen con the books and everything involved with it. So beautiful. Oh, so that's well right. done. Yeah. Cause we were together yeah. and we went to the Monty cook area yeah. and then I was like, just, and I, I and was one of the main Monty cook people. I can't remember mm-hmm. his name, but, uh, he, they had somebody uh, just trying to talk to us, but she was also trying to do a sale. And so he yeah. walked up and he's like, I'll take care of this. And he just <laughs> like pitched the whole thing to mm-hmm. us. And it yeah. was, I just, that was the beginning of the end. I'm like, I have to get this. Yeah. And then, <laughs> And then uh, Monty Cook's website had a sale where if you mm-hmm. bought the black cube of Invisible Sun, you got the PDFs with it for free. Yeah. And so I'm like, that that was the deal breaker because mm-hmm. I, I like having PDFs just in case something happens. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Or like I can sh- sit at work yeah. and like yeah. work on a game or something. So I really like PDFs. and uh, Plus it so- came with all the cool – I love when they come with random stuff like maps. You got your oh, map yeah. behind you. Yeah. like. Descent into Avernus has the Heck whole, yeah. Oh yeah. You know all about that stuff. Um but yeah, no, I it's a, that is interesting doing I've I've only been in one evil campaign and I feel like it's so hit or miss about whether it's going to be good or not. Yeah. Because I mean being evil, you can be evil and work together, or you can just be like the Joker and make things really messy all mm-hmm. the time. So have you done an, an evil campaign that's worked no. out? No, and uh, I, I specifically when I craft my a lot of my groups, I'm like, you guys can come from different areas and things like that. And mm-hmm. if you want to be like chaotic evil, that's fine. Um, yeah. But you have to want to achieve something together because yeah. it is not the DM's job. It's not Jordan's job to be yeah. like, well, I need you to over here and I need you over here. And it and it did blow up in my face um, during my Ghost of Saltmarsh game where one of my players was like, well, it's... And he used that excuse of like, well, it's what my character would do. Yeah. And mm-hmm. kind of like 
I don't know, really drove yes. into the ground the fact, yeah, rest in peace, Salt Marsh, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, really drove it into the ground that they were unable to do this section of Salt Marsh because they had made enemies so quickly. Yeah. And I was nice enough to be like, yeah, they kind of kick you out. Whereas mm -hmm. in hindsight, those mm -hmm. characters probably would have just been like, we outnumber you, we're going to like kill you and take your stuff, you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but Jordan being like, I don't want the game. Yeah. And then the game eventually did fizzle out. So yeah. I don't, I haven't seen it. did not a, fizzle out. <laughs> no, yeah. It ended <laughs> with a crash. Yeah. <laughs> we, evil campaigns spook me because I'm not sure how to run them correctly. Mm -hmm. And you have to have players that you trust and know what yeah. they're going to go in that direction. So yeah. Um, it's kind of odd to me that we even have evil campaign mm -hmm. uh that that's like a popular no i guess it's not popular but like that's an option yeah and yeah. wizards in the past has released books like the book of vile darkness and things like mm -hmm. that for if you want to be a lich or if you want to be yeah. a vampire or something like that um nothing for fifth edition yet but i don't know yeah i think uh, well i i think there's a way to do it and i think mm. you can do it i think that the main goals of the like the, the higher overarching story needs to be either there's someone more evil than you who is mm -hmm. attempting to do something or like the gods are messing with something so you have to like help that otherwise you can't do what your you know goal is mm -hmm. or the goal of the campaign is take over the world yeah. like so you can do small things like my character uh ghost she runs a gang like she's She's chaotic neutral, but she's because she's out for, you know, I want more power for myself mm -hmm. and I don't really care how I get there, but she's smart about it, but she's not, I want to, I want to run this city so I can drive it into the ground sort of thing. So, but I think that if the characters are willing to work together and not, I mean, butting heads is fine. It's like the, the sinister six or like the uh, suicide rogues. squad or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So like, yeah, Suicide Squad is a great example of like how you can get evil characters to do like if they have a collar or if they have something where they have to do it. But the actual main goal of the story is for them to get out of that situation mm -hmm. so they can do something else. I think it'd be interesting. I think it'd be a challenge. It would. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, a, it, and a good challenge. I think mm -hmm, like yeah. uh, you could do you could yeah you could do some interesting stuff with that so yeah i don't know maybe i'll have to give it a shot one day i have so many games i want to play and run though <laughs> yeah. that it's like i could do like maybe a three shot of an evil mm -hmm. campaign but like are you really getting into it at that point yeah. i don't know yeah I don't yeah know. i think i think having um like uh, like a 10 episode sort of short shows mm -hmm. are nice uh, they have a lot like on pro restarter and uh in kind of role play they do seasons mm -hmm. where it's just a couple months and you have this is your story and you have to get through it in that time i think those are nice because it gives you enough time to get into it but like also i don't have every sunday night you know taken up for the next however long yes. it's gonna be <laughs> yeah and i feel the same way like uh uh the uh, the shows that I were on, which which is uh, Saver Dice, that was Cody was running, was kind of mm -hmm. similar. Where it's like, no, we want to just do, like I don't know, we're gonna do a season of this. And I was like, well, mm -hmm. that's really fun. And then, uh, and Lucian has talked about this too, where it's like you get excited about new characters you want to play. Yeah, which is funny that uh, my group that I've been running for like I don't know five years now, off and mm -hmm. on, 
uh, they are very much like, well, these are our characters. And so yeah. I'm always like, do you guys want to try this? And they're like, but we like our characters. And so we've yeah. been playing the same characters for a long time. And I'm like, okay. And I just keep throwing them into new places and mm-hmm. it's fun. So, um, which, yeah, gosh, we got Oscars. We've got uh, the Super Bowl happened. We got all this other stuff. We I haven't played that poor Shadowfell game in like a month, it feels like. And I'm like <laughs> oh, yeah. I have so the many Oscars. cool things planned. Super- and- it's so weird that we had a show last Saturday or Super Bowl Sunday. Sunday. We had a show last Sunday. And I messaged the group the week before and I was like, hey, just so you guys know, it's Super Bowl. Yeah. I don't care. I'm not doing anything. But just so you guys know, and everyone's like, oh, yeah, that's a thing, isn't it? (laughs) No, and my players are just like, oh, I assumed we weren't playing because it's the Super Bowl. (laughs) And I'm like, all right. And then. Are you nerds or are you not nerds? Exactly. I'm like, what are you doing? (laughs) One of them runs like a baseball podcast. He's They're all about sports. I am not all about sports. But they, they like it a lot. Uh, and so, yeah, I just, I'm like going to hang out with my baby and watch a movie, I guess. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> so Lord of the Rings or something. Yeah. Um, puppy bowl. Puppy bowl. Oh, puppy bowl. <laughs> they need puppy bowl and like some Canadian sport with like kitten curling or something. I don't know. They, oh, they have the kitten halftime show. Oh. Okay. On the puppy bowl. On mm-hmm. the puppy bowl. Not uh, that I watch it. <laughs> um, moving into, uh, <laughs> Lucian's favorite but not necessarily Jordan's bardic inspiration. <laughs> uh, I didn't really have anything other than Valentine's Day is coming up. And I wanted yeah. to say or ask you, like, have you been in or run Valentine's Day one shots? I haven't. I just this past year have gotten into running like themed mm-hmm. one shots, which I'm all for. Oh, I think fun. a Valentine's yeah. Day one shot would be great where, I mean, you could do one where all the love is gone. Like, it's just it magically disappeared and you have to go like get it back uh, depending on the system you're running in. I mean, you could do a kids on bikes one where you're, cause I love kids on bikes, but oh, you're, <laughs> you're, you know, middle school kids and you really got to get that, your Valentine's to the, your Valentine and let them know how you feel mm-hmm. because it's the most important thing in the world when you're that age or like uh, your teenagers and someone's diary got out or something like that, or like PS I love you style letters got sent out and you have to get them back because you don't actually want your note, your crush to know that you love them sort of thing. Or I was thinking now, of that. Uh, have you, do you watch Rick and Morty? I have seen it. Yes. Oh, well, there's an episode where he uh, gets like a, a, a love virus or something. And so, and, but it, cause he wants to get this girl to love him, yeah, yeah. but it mutates in his body so that everybody loves him. And then oh, he yeah. has to like run away because he's like, no. <laughs> and like every person is out to get him. Yeah. Uh, and you could, that could be a fun kids on bikes yeah. or D and D game as well. Uh, magic, I, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, there, I, I was thinking about it. The uh, critical role live that I went to was the one where uh, Scanlon got the love potion. Mm. And uh, I thought that was really interesting for like, and just a one shot or like an episode in your game where either one person gets a love potion or like maybe an NPC gets a love potion and falls madly in love with one of the characters. I think that's a great role play um, experiment or like you could do a body swapping episode for that and like figure it out that way. I'm all for those. (laughs) I love the idea of, uh, I I put, I was thinking about like Cupid's bow as well. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. and what if you were hired by the parents of two different kingdoms mm-hmm. who were like, we want you to play matchmaker with our kids because mm-hmm. we want our kids to get married. They don't, they kind of fight. I don't know. They, they probably yeah. will love each other. Like, can you figure it out? And so you go on this quest to find Cupid's bow or a love potion. And then it's yeah. this whole 
um, like stealth mission to sneak it into their food or to yeah. like shoot the bow at the right time. So they see yeah. the person at the right time mm-hmm. and uh, maybe consequences happen. They roll poorly yep. and he falls in love with, uh, I don't know, like with the butler or something. Yeah. And you're like, oh, yep. this is not how I want this to work out. <laughs> so then you have to like figure out how to dispel the magic. And that could yeah. be a fun one shot too. Or, yeah. or coordinating something <laughs> like that. It's with themed games, it's always Halloween and Christmas. Yeah. And for me, like I start thinking about theme games for Halloween and then Christmas is right around the corner and I'm like, oh, I should do like a Christmas one. Mm-hmm. But it, uh, the more I think about it, a Valentine's Day game would be a lot of fun. Uh, yeah. And I don't know. I like that idea. So mm-hmm. maybe I'll try and do something this uh, with my Shadowfell game if we actually play next Sunday. So, <laughs> like Valentine or February 16th, the, yes. the day after the like Valentine's catastrophe. They have to yes. like figure out what's going on, but. Uh, do you, um, in your home life celebrate, uh, we, we do, uh, Valentine's day. And then I think in Korea it's called white day. We call it something else. It's Japan. In... Yeah. White yeah. Day. Oh yeah. So, um, but it, the month after Valentine's day is like for the men. And then the Valentine's day is for the women. Uh, we, that's how we celebrate where I I'm like, all right, Valentine's day. And then depending on the level of effort put forth that's how much effort i put into white day nice um but do you guys do stuff or um yes so we uh me and my wife we do uh uh like i don't know just silly things um Mm -hmm. and i think i made i made like a hundred valentines one year um and they were like just silly stupid things and i hit Mm -hmm. them all through the house uh-huh. So it was about two months that it took her to find all of them. And nice. there would be like, she'd just be sitting there and she's like, what about under the couch? You ass and like find another <laughs> Valentine, like hidden in weird places. Uh, this year with the baby, I'm not sure. I mean, we, we have gifts and stuff, but we don't do yeah. the white day uh, yeah. Valentine's day. And uh-huh. if I'm remembering correctly, I always hated white day because I think on Valentine's day, it's the girl gives a Valentine to the boy and then on white day, like a month later, if the boy mm-hmm. liked that girl, he could reciprocate it. But if he doesn't, yeah. he could whatever. So I always felt bad. These poor girls are like putting their heart yeah. on the line. And then they're like, well, I guess I wait for a month. Yeah. And I we'll was see like, how oh, it goes. Yeah. And I, oh, <laughs> I no, guess just I'll just die. Eat you up inside. It sounds awful. Yeah. Um, but no, Valentine's Day is fun. It's, mm-hmm. it's cute. Yeah. I don't know. So we we'll have see. a local event uh, this year that is a uh, bruise and. Uh, Anyways, it's it's at our local um, pub, and it's they bring the SPCA will bring puppies or dogs, and then you get kisses. So you get kisses oh. from the dogs, and <laughs> and like ten percent or twenty five percent of all the proceeds go to the SPCA. So it's like pooches and and kisses, pooches and, and smooches. I just pooches, that's the best. Pooches and smooches. That sounds right. They need to. <laughs> yeah, if that's not the name, they need to do that immediately. That exactly. one's free. Yeah. <laughs> So that's what we're doing this year. I'm super excited. That is awesome. Good for you. Um, so we also talk about games that we play on mm-hmm. this show. Uh, LB, you're in a lot of games. You're in an yeah. upcoming Rod of Seven Parts game uh, yeah. that I'm that I'm uh, running. Mm-hmm. We're going to start yeah. February 19th, Wednesday, February yes. 19th, on Nerd Immersion's channel. Mm-hmm. Uh, follow me on all of the social medias, and you will get bombarded with, with mm-hmm. advertisements for this, because I really want yeah. all of you guys to come watch. It'll be fun. Uh, but yeah, what's going on in your game life? Anything interesting? You playing some, some games? Uh, yeah, dude, lots. Uh, I started playing a Pathfinder game, uh, which I'm going to play tomorrow. Pathfinder second uh, edition or second edition. Okay. Yep. I played Pathfinder first edition way back in the day. 
I all I remember from it is uh, is my brother's friends because I was in high school and they had like they had the Pathfinder book, the main handbook, and then there was like sixteen other books on the table because there's so many supplements and all that sort of stuff. That's all I remember from that. But it was a lot like three point five, which is what I learned on this one. Very similar. Um, I am playing a sorcerer, right? Yes, because there's no warlocks. Um, and it's it's been a lot of fun. I've got to play a uh, like the high school uh, brat, not brat, but like a, the the cool girl who's re- like I, I always relate it to Mean Girls and Regina George. Like that's the kind of character I'm playing. Um, and then the other game I play on Sundays is a Monster of the Week game, which I really enjoy because that system is very streamlined. It's very you know there's the the character sheet is one page, and these are all the things that you can do. You don't need anything else. But you can change it and like do so many different things within those. Like, okay, I want to use this tool, but I'm going to do it in this way so I get this information. Like, you can just customize it whenever, whatever you're doing with it. And that's um, the you roll two d six, correct? Yep. And then two d six to see if you success or fail. Yeah. Um, and- I have not played monster of the week. So I want to ask Mm -hmm. your opinion about this, but like I read monster of the week and I've seen Mm -hmm. a couple and I listened to the adventure zone, um, that, uh, the podcast where they played monster of the week. Yeah. And it seems fun, but every time I was listening to it, I was like, I wish they were playing kids on bikes. Yeah. Like, do you prefer monster of the week or kids on bikes or is they, are they different and good in different ways? Like, yeah, they're definitely good in different ways. Uh, monster of the week is more, um, I feel like the classes are more, uh, custom, like as far as like you, I'm the expert and I have these things that I can do. Um, whereas on kids on bikes, you, you have like, you're the kid and Mm -hmm. then you have certain things, but, uh, it's just more, um, more detailed, I guess. Like, I guess I can pull up my character sheet and actually look at it, but, um, yeah, it's like, it's one page. You have certain things that you can do, uh, like certain moves. And then you have moves that everyone can do, like use magic or roll to manipulate someone, uh, roll to interfere. Um, so but I there's think it's stuff just... that makes you the expert. Yes, um, yes. So that, I... that is like uh, kind of defines the character. So yeah. Kids on Bikes doesn't necessarily have a class like that. You're exactly. either a kid, a teen, or an adult. Yeah. And you could say, I'm an adult who's a... Uh, let's see, a teacher of science at the local school. Yeah. So then you could incorporate things like, I would know about this, but you're still mm-hmm. making generic roles. Yes. Whereas yeah. in this, you're getting bonuses because of yeah. your expertise. Okay. Yeah. And um, like when you level up, there are certain choices. It's like Dungeon World where there mm-hmm. are certain choices you can have like, okay, add one to your cool or take another move or I have a haven as the expert so i have like a bat cave which nice. has all my which there are no bats in that was the whole thing it's like i want a bat cave but i want my character to like not know anything about batman mm-hmm. so which is the opposite of me but um so yeah I, I can take another choice for my haven like add a medical bay or add um this that and the other um or you can like re- after five um level ups you can retire your character and start a new one or you can get advanced moves so if you roll over 12 you get to do like a big magic thing instead of a small magic thing um so i i think kids on bikes is more like generic in the sense that 
you could do anything with it, but there's not like specific little things. At least I haven't, I don't have the other, I don't have the supplements. So I know there's the book on magic, right? Where there are like the people have powers. Oh yeah. There's a little section on that, but. Um, And in in kids on bikes, uh, the powered character is usually played by everyone at the table. Yeah. Um, I've ran a couple kids. Well, one kids on bikes game where I made the powered character, uh, a playable character. So like somebody Mm. could be the powered character. And I kind of like that idea more than Mm -hmm. everybody controlling it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, there's different ways to play kids on bikes. Uh, it's, it's talking to you. It sounds like kids on bikes is actually really good for one shots. I've listened to extended campaigns of it and it does work. But yeah. there's there's no leveling up, so yeah. the growth has to happen within the character as opposed yeah. to the physical. Like this, you know, you can have like an emotional growth of the character that translates yeah. into now I'm really good with a shotgun or something. Yeah, uh, yeah. and you don't have that necessarily because the, the mechanics are just not there in Kids on Bikes. Mm-hmm. But yeah. yeah, I think I like Kids on Bikes for one shots and for something that's a little simpler. Like in in the terms of like, there's not a bunch of magic bullshit going on. Yeah. It's just like, we're kids. We have our bikes. There's a problem. <laughs> we're solving yeah, it. Like there's a black you, hole over there. We got to go. Yeah, so exactly. And, and like monster of the week is, you know, a, a two or three episodes of figuring out what the creature is, how you can fight it, uh, how to kill it. Where is it? That sort of thing. And all of the moves have to do with like figuring that stuff out. Mm-hmm. So like, as the expert, I have a role where I can, okay, have I fought this thing before or have I read about it? Like my character is the nerd. So she's, have I read about it? Have I researched this before? How do I know about it? Like mm-hmm. that sort of thing. And it is very making it, making stuff up on the spot. So like uh, with that move specifically, okay, I roll a 12. Okay. I know about this creature. And then I have to figure out how I know about it. Mm-hmm. Or like what in my past? So you're like making up your story as you go too, which is kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And for those of you who don't know, uh, Monster of the Week is part of the Powered by the Apocalypse mm-hmm. game system, yes. which is public domain. So a lot of, excuse me, a lot of companies took it yeah. and kind of made their own version of it. Yeah. Uh, Monster of the Week and uh, Dungeon World is another mm-hmm. example. And I've read Dungeon World. I have not read Dungeon of the Week or Monster of the Week. Yeah. Uh, specifically, like I don't own that book, but I do own right. Dungeon World, and I I understand yeah. how the system works. So it's Apocalypse kind of Apocalypse World, yeah, all Apocalypse that. World, yeah. Yeah. So yep. yeah, that's interesting. Uh, that's cool. It's it mm-hmm. sounds like a fun game. When can yeah. we watch that game? That game is on every other Sunday, so not this week, but next week at four o'clock okay. on G Game Nights channel. Sweet. So that's super fun. Yeah. That's one of my games. One of your games. You want to keep going. What's going on? Oh my gosh. Uh, So uh, yesterday we just played Ghost of Saltmarsh. Rest in peace. Uh, Your game. Yeah. My poor, Uh, poor Ghost of Saltmarsh game. uh, I'm playing a druid in that game. And druid is my favorite class to play. But I I haven't played it very often because I played it so much before. And last night was like one of those games that we were in combat for the first half of the game. And then we were in combat at the end. And I just forgot how much I love playing a druid in combat because I used control water to make a whirlpool and we were fighting two bone nagas and a uh, zombie beholder. And so I don't have, I have a lot of spells, but I have a lot of concentration spells. So what I did was I cast control water and I made a whirlpool 
and I had the uh, one of the bone nagas in it. And with Whirlpool, they have to make a strength saving throw. Otherwise, they are consumed by it. And then to get out, they have to use, or at the end of their turn, they have to roll for a, a strength saving throw to get out of it. But they roll it at disadvantage because they're in the Whirlpool. So I cast that, and I basically just kept this bone naga in it the whole time. And I cast... Because it's not a concentration spell, I cast Water Walk on myself. So I was at the top. I was just standing on top of it. That's a great visual. Stabbing it, <laughs> yeah, with, stabbing it with my Triton or my tri- Trident, with my Triton character, <laughs> and and that was just like I could control this creature as much as I wanted, basically. Yeah. Um, what is it about druids? I mean, that's a fun story, but like, yeah. like, why are they your favorite? Like, what is it about that? Because druids have this ability to control the battlefield. Okay. In in that sense, like, you know, wall of water, uh, you cl- can close off someone or something or this whole line. Or, like, as you get f- higher up in uh, levels for druid, you can, like, move the ground or you can create, like, vines places and, and uh, entangle people. And, mm-hmm. like, just being able to kind of manipulate everything. Like, I like doing like call lightning's really cool because it's just something that's always there and you can you know how how can i use this spell or how can i use the set of spells that i have to make this situation better and it's kind of like a logic puzzle for me where it's like all right i have this list what can i do with uh you know control water Mm -hmm. well i can make a whirlpool or i can make a flood i can flood the area so that you know these people have to swim out you know like that's what I like. Mm. I like doing damage. Like I play barbarian on Mondays. I love doing damage, but it's kind of like, all right, my turn. I'm going to hit it. (laughs) Yeah. You don't have to think about it a lot. Yeah. Um, No, I'm playing uh, the fighter. I play is, I feel very similar. Like I like, I like magic users. Um, but, and I like my fighter a lot, but it, Mm -hmm. it does come down to, well, I guess I swing my sword again, Yeah. you know, like, yeah. And which is fun, yeah. and and it's yeah. fun. Um, and I've actually developed him in a way that he has cool maneuvers and stuff. But uh, yeah, uh, in a way, I, I I've played a couple thieves to or rogues, I should say. Mm-hmm. And in a way, I I feel similar about that, where I'm kind of like, yeah. well, I I don't know, I'm diving in, I hit, and then I run away, and I kind of yeah. wish I had more to do sometimes. Mm-hmm. But that's my play style. Like my play yeah. style, I want to manipulate and control things, as opposed to the guy that like really likes being sneaky and runs in and yeah. stabs things, which is the beauty of D&D and that everybody can play. Uh, yeah. I was going to say, the next time you cast Call Lightning, hey, oh, yeah, Lightning? Yeah, hi. <laughs> I need you, Can yeah, right over there? Thank you. The Harpies, right. please. Thank you. Bye, bye Lightning. Okay, love, love. <laughs> exactly. Um, get it? Because it's Call light. It's like a phone call. I got call. it. Oh, my God. That's so funny. <laughs> but speaking of rogues, for our game... Yes, we, you I'm are playing, playing in my Rod of Seven Parts game, which is yeah. a Greyhawk adventure I'm adapting into the Forgotten Realms. And, mm-hmm. and you are playing a level five rogue, correct? Mm-hmm. Mastermind. Tell yes. us about your rogue. Well, I, I'm excited to play a rogue because I haven't played one in a long time, like since high school for me. So that's like forever oh ago. Oh my gosh, um, like four years ago? <laughs> At least 10. Um, but uh, I'm playing a Mastermind, which I haven't before. And that allows you to use your bonus action to use help. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to use that as kind of, uh, what was it in fourth edition? Like a battle map? No. The person who like calls out like, Hey, hit this guy. Oh or, yeah. Yeah. Know, uh, uh, the leader. And I can't think yeah, of the name, but yeah, I don't yeah. remember. I remember it was a, uh, 
dragonborn dude on the on the cover but um yeah so i'm going to use that as a i think it's kind of a as a rogue as a rogue snipers which is what i'm going to be in combat hopefully because i'm super squishy um <laughs> uh i'm going to be the one that's like calling out shots or um you know you can use your bonus action to hide i think i think maneuvering like as a sniper in general in games and and this is just in a, a general sense you want to shoot and move mm-hmm. because they know where you're coming from then but i think that's how i'm going to treat it as uh this the person who's on the rooftop calling shots and uh using the help action as a bonus action i think will help with that because i could have gone i mean i could have gone assassin rogue yeah and then you know later gone into the uh the ranger what is it the one where you do a bunch of damage right off the bat it's a a subclass of ranger that is something poisonous but <laughs> anyways yeah i don't know off if, the top of my head so i'm sorry <laughs> if you want to if you want to do a lot of damage right off the bat there's a a, a way you can do that but i didn't want to be that character like that min max kind of idea yeah, like, yeah yeah i'm not very good at that i'm more of the player who wants to make the character for the background <laughs> and she has a lot of background so that's cool yeah. Yeah. You sent me a whole fun. page so of stuff yeah. um, that I'm like, I don't know how to work this in, but no, you don't uh, have to work. I don't it have in. to. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, and I understand that that is for you because you're like, this is how I get in touch mm-hmm. with the character. But yeah. um, no, I, I'm really excited. I, that, that's going to be such a fun game. And mm-hmm. uh, I, th- I was telling you guys, cause we, we were chatting uh, the group that we're playing with. We were chatting mm-hmm. uh, this last yeah. Wednesday just to kind of get to know each other. Um, and, Rod of Seven Parts is a really, like, skeletal framework of a adventure that I've wanted to run for a long time. Mm-hmm. And and it's simple in the fact that there are, you know, I guess spoilers, but it's called Rod of Seven Parts. Like, there's a rod, and it's in seven parts, and you kind of have to, like, find these, these sections of the rod. But, mm-hmm. like, why it was created, who it's for, what it uh-huh. does, why are, is there people after us because of this? Like, who else wants this thing? Um really opens it up to do anything you want. And I love mm-hmm. games like that. I I had more fun with Saltmarsh because of that same thing. Mm-hmm. Saltmarsh was, here are a series of like dungeons and kind of connected things. But for the most part, you can kind of go and do whatever you want. And the dungeon master has tools to build an adventure around what the party wants to do. Yeah. Um, and you talk about your salt marsh game and I'm like, that's not in the book. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I'm like, that's no, like you're finding what? Uh, <laughs> and it's, and you thought you were like, yeah, we're going through this adventure. And the more you were telling me about it, I'm like, that's not salt marsh yeah. at all. But it is because the DM has these tools to kind of make it do, do whatever you want. So it's, yeah. I don't know. It's really, really fun. Um, my hot springs Island game was also like that mm-hmm. where it was uh, a sandbox and the more my players uncovered the history of Hot Springs Island, uh, the more I could manipulate it to be like, well, I think this is your path. Yeah. Uh, oh, you don't want that path? You want to go, okay, no, I yeah. can make that work. Yeah, oh, you want to befriend these people and the orcs and the tribes of orcs that are there and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Uh, it, it, was, it was just really fun, but they could have easily gone the opposite direction, um, which... I gosh, I want to make like a Hot Springs Island video and I have all these ideas for future videos. But <laughs> yeah, I every time you no talk time. about it, I'm like, I'm super interested. I have no idea what it is. It sounds amazing. It's really it sounds super relaxing. <laughs> Hot Springs Island. Oh, so nice. 
Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I don't know. It's kind of, it's interesting like that. And mm-hmm. sorry, back to Rod of the Seven Parts. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. We have uh, you and two wizards. One yeah. is a blade singer wizard, multi-class, yeah. and the other is a con- no, an illusion wizard. Mm-hmm. And then we have a celestial warlock. Uh, so the the four of you, <laughs> I've never had a more like ragtag team of like, oh, let's let's see if this works. Cause, yeah, but it's I'm really excited. It's going to be fun. So it'll definitely make us uh, look at situations differently because we can't just like run in and fight everything. I mean, we yeah. could, you but could, we yeah. don't have a tank. We don't mm-hmm. have a healer. So gonna have to figure it out it's gonna be interesting i'm excited uh again that starts february 19th if you are uh interested in that uh come watch us play some cool games and you can see what kind of a terrible or awesome dungeon master i truly am Mm. um anything else you want to talk about game wise your side no oh no i'm good i've talked enough uh my acquisitions incorporated game is coming we're literally at the very finale of the game and i wanted Mm. to to stay Thursday night and play. But they were like, it's a school night. Got to put the kids to bed. And I'm like, mm. I understand. So we, we had to stop right before the, the final battle. Um, but we rescued the C team from <laughs> death. And that was fun. And uh, mm-hmm. my dungeon master has uh, C team miniatures from mm-hmm. a board game called Clank that was okay. Acquisitions Incorporated themed that he bought. Yeah. So when we met them, he took out those miniatures and put them down. And I instantly grabbed a photo because I'm like, this is awesome. Yeah. And uh, Tycho from Penny Arcade, Omen Drawn himself, responded to the tweet and was like, I'm very proud of you. And I was like, oh. So oh that, that made my whole day. I was very excited. <laughs> Something that was interesting is we, we got changed into mice and we were battling this cat. Long story. <laughs> Um, but a mechanic that I have not used that I want to use uh, in future games is after everybody's turn. So, you know, Jordan goes, I fire, fire a bolt, I hit the cat or whatever. Mm-hmm. And after that turn, uh, you roll a d20. And if it's a 50-50 chance, so if it's an 11 or higher, something bad happens to you. So because we were mice in a tavern, roll a d20, okay, it's a 15. He would roll on a table and then he would be like, a beer bottle falls off the table and rolls towards you, make a yeah. dexterity saving throw. Yeah, yeah. And if you succeeded the saving throw, then you were fine. But if you didn't, you got hit and took some damage. And uh, it, it was environmental effects that yeah. had, I don't know, like no... What's the word I'm looking for? Like, just... I wanted to say random, but like, you you couldn't avoid them, I guess. Right, right, um, Yeah. Because it was like, oh, let's roll randomly. And and I, I feel like you could write an easy eight of those and then roll mm-hmm. a D8 to see which one happens. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, let's say you're sailing in a boat. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, this happens. They're like, oh, your boat sprung a leak. Like, how are yeah. you going to take care of that? And it's because you rolled a, a 15 yeah. instead of rolling this. And I was like, oh, yeah. that's kind of interesting. So that's something I want to incorporate mm-hmm. in the future is these, these random environmental effects right. that augment the fight that you're in. Mm-hmm. And yeah. keep a, a player on their toes, I guess, or they yeah. can't really, can't not really like I need to avoid this or something. But like, yeah, I don't know. So it's yeah, and it, yeah, I think that's a great idea. When I ran a uh, pirate campaign, I had a list of like encounters, but not not combat ca- encounters. So like, uh, one would be like, yeah, the boat sprung a leak, or mm-hmm. uh, you know, they come across an island. Okay, well, 
are we going to explore the island? What are you going to do? Like those sort of things. I love that because I, I, you get tired of combat after a while, especially as a DM. Uh, yeah, I think. I think so. Like ways to, uh, ways to make it a little more interesting. And I've yeah. done things where, um, I don't know, this just harkens back to indoor adventures game when I was uh, guesting on there as my drow uh, cleric. <laughs> and yes the potato guy the, the potato guy <laughs> uh and we had like lava and things like mm-hmm. that um and i've done games where there's been lava and then uh on initiative count 20 an environmental effect happens like lava yeah. will sweep through the room everybody make a save for that mm-hmm. but this was more interesting to me because it was so personalized yeah uh yeah. and it and it was i don't know you, i'm trying to think of like caves or something you could have like mm-hmm. rocks falling and things like yeah. that and you're rolling yeah. so Something I something I want to incorporate in my my games in the future. The floors wet, you slip. Exactly, ice. Mm-hmm. I've done that kind of thing too. Mm-hmm. Um, I bought a book. Where Ooh. is it? I talked about this book last week, but I've been reading it. Yes, yes. Uh, Magical Industrial Revolution, mm-hmm. and this is a pre-apocalyptic setting guide. So <laughs> the idea is that your the magic in your world is going to uh, eventually cause an apocalypse to happen Mm -hmm. because we're going to get so good at manipulating this magic and stuff that you're going to have Atlantis and it's all going to explode. Yeah. So this is right before that explosion, which uh, I I don't know how much you know about Eberron, but that's kind of the idea of Eberron too, is that they're Mm -hmm. manipulating magic and they're having this war. My nose itches. And that causes this, uh, the day of mourning, which is this, this whole a chunk of the earth just becomes this uninhabitable magical yeah. catastrophe. Yeah. And you always play, well, not always, but the majority of Eberron games are two years after that happened. And, yeah, yeah. And you're always kind of like trying to figure out what's going on or, or mm-hmm. something. Uh, I was really excited about this book to do it in the reverse, like to, yeah. to maybe how do we stop this from happening or yeah. how do we survive that? And I just watched Terminator three last night and it's kind of the same thing, like Skynet's taken over. Like, what do you yeah. do to like take over this stuff? How do you stop the apocalypse? Yeah. How do you stop the apocalypse? Uh, really interesting book so far. Mm-hmm. And it's it's got a lot of like fun tables and magic items. There's a D100 minor magic items and potions and all kinds of things. Uh, something that is in Eberron's uh, Rising from the Last War mm-hmm. and is also in this book is Prosthetics. Um, oh, yeah. And I like the idea of like, if you lose your arm, yeah. how can we, I mean, in Forgotten Realms, there is magic that could like regrow an arm. Yeah. But what if it was like magically seared off and yeah, that yeah. spell didn't work, but we were able to create some kind of interesting thing. I don't know. So. We have some problems with that in our <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Caleb has a fake leg and Corey only has one arm. Yes. So is this a new system or is this uh, an expansion and as far as like the D&D or Eberron? It or is. Uh, no, it is just a, uh, it's a system neutral book for RPGs. Okay. Um, okay. It's just a setting. No, not even a setting. Like it's, it's just rules for how, how would you create uh how would, I don't know. What's the word? Maybe setting is the right word because there is a city in here, the city okay. of Enden. And yeah. you can take Endin and put it in put it your campaign anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's okay. the idea that it's this hyper magical society, but they're they're trying to understand the physics behind magic so they yeah. can manipulate it to do what they want, as mm-hmm. opposed to uh, I'm I've I made a new spell that conjures uh, that makes a train go really fast, and they're like, mm-hmm. well, you did that, but we found out that 
if we use a steam locomotive and conjure a fire elemental under the boiler, then our chain can go even faster. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. so they're 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 using science and magic yeah. in the same way. Uh, and a, a friend of mine recommended it, uh, Questing Beast, Ben on YouTube. And mm -hmm. if you search "magical industrial revolution," he's got a video, and I'll probably put it in the description below. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just a really cool book, and I'm really excited for this. Uh, it's I don't know. I, I'm on an RPG kick, obviously, and I've been yeah. reading Invisible Sun, and I've been reading yeah. this. And I, we're doing Rod of Seven Parts, mm -hmm. and I keep thinking of like, oh, I'm gonna like incorporate this into all this other stuff. We'll see if it actually happens, but yeah, that's because like Lantan is a uh, industrial island off the coast of Faerun mm -hmm. that has uh, it's run by gnomes, and it's very much this <laughs> book. Yeah, like yeah, like you know, they've made hot air balloons and things like that, but they yeah. use magic to ignite the stuff in the hot air balloon to you know. So. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. Um, yeah, and Skull Dixon is like, Skirples makes a lot of cool content, and that is who wrote this, is Skirples. Yeah. Uh, and it's on uh, the DMs Guild. It's really awesome. I bought a lot of DMs Guild stuff recently. I'm going to try and do like a review of DMs Guild things, but... Do it. That'll be fun. We're eager uh, to see. Yeah, lots of stuff. Well, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children, hamsters, and mice of all ages. I was trying to get you to go over. That is our show. No, I, don't, I don't have anything else to talk about. I'm done. Uh, environmental effects and Eberron and uh, Magical Industrial Evolution. Uh, check out The Rod of Seven Parts starting February 19th over on Nerd Immersion's channel. They will be mm -hmm. archived on YouTube. And the, I'm going to make a podcast version for my Patreon. So uh, if you're interested for that, you can go check us out or check me out on Patreon. Um, mm -hmm. I am going to do a... I've never done this before, but a Instagram interview where me and another Instagrammer are going to go live together and we're going to talk about this game and Dungeons and Dragons and RPGs in general. Uh, I realize I scheduled that for Valentine's Day, so it's actually probably not going to happen on Valentine's Day because <laughs> that's Valentine's Day. Mm -hmm. uh, but follow me on Instagram if you want to be notified of when I go live and do that fun stuff. I am Jordan with a PH in the middle on all of the social medias, so go ahead and find me there. LB, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me at LB Hackmup on Twitter. That's where my, all my stuff is. I posted recently because someone says I need to post on Twitter more that if I get to two hundred, <laughs> if I get to two hundred and fifty followers, I will post cat pictures for the rest of the month because I foster kittens and I have a lot of them on my phone. <laughs> uh, so, and then I will do stuff more often. So that's that's the deal. I'll do that if that's the case. I'm in a lot of games, so check my Twitter for all that yeah. fun stuff. Uh, and then watch on uh, Wednesdays when we have all of our fun friends playing The Rod of Seven Pots. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Uh, I'm so excited. I've been making custom magic items and all sorts of crazy stuff in D&D yeah. &D Beyond because we're using D&D &D Beyond. It's going to be fun. Uh, thank you for emergency guest hoping. Lucian, we hope you feel better. Yes. Um, I feel so bad that you caught uh, a sickness. Mm -hmm. uh, and it makes me happy for uh, the distance between us that I will not catch that sickness because <laughs> you're very far away. Yeah. Uh, thank you again. Please like, follow, subscribe, share this podcast with your friend. Rate us on iTunes if you wouldn't mm -hmm. mind or whatever podcast thing that you, uh, the, that you listen to. Stitcher, I think that's a thing. Uh, we... It helps the channel grow. It's awesome. And mm -hmm. uh, you you get an emotional or a, 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 an invisible long distance hug from me. You can't feel mm -hmm. it, but it's there. So thank you. 
Uh, I will see you guys next week with another episode of the Saturday Morning D&D Show in which we will talk more about the Dungeons and Dragons and things therein. Uh, goodbye, everybody. Bye. Take care. Woo. Our intro and outro music is 8-Bit March by Twin Musicom, licensed under Creative Commons. Check out their website at www.twinmusicom.org.